Are you a woman who's considered investing in a franchise or running one yourself? Are you searching for honest information to help you make the best decision for your future? Have you ever worried about whether the information you're finding has your best interests in mind? We're here to help. Welcome to Franchise Rising. I'm your host, Aaron Carpenter. Let's get going. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Franchise Rising podcast. This is the show where experts, franchisees, and franchisors share stories, strategies, and expert advice for women who want to own or invest in a franchise. Today's show, we have a special guest. I will be joined by Carmen Chavez de Hesse from Echo Growth Strategies. In this show, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the, the key reasons why women often buy or invest in franchises. Carmen has a couple decades worth of experience in the franchise industry, and through her experience, my conversations with franchisees and women that are interested, we kept noticing themes that just kept coming up. And so in this episode, we're going to talk about them. If you'd like show notes for today's episode, you can find them at franchiserising.com slash four. If you have ideas for future episodes or know of some, some people who would be great guests for the show, please let us know. You can always send me a note and reach me at Aaron at FranchiseRising.com or you can just go to FranchiseRising.com and drop a note in the chat pane and, and we'll get right back to you. If you find value out of this episode, please, please, please go to iTunes, subscribe, leave us a review. We'd love it. If you have any questions or thoughts or suggestions, send us those too. All right, enough of that. It's time to get started with our interview segment with Carmen Chavez de Hesse. Before we get started, Carmen, why don't you tell everyone about yourself? Well, thanks, Erin. I'm happy to be on the call with you today. Uh, Carmen Chavez de Hesse, my company is Echo Growth Strategies. I've worked in the franchise space for about 17 years, and I currently help companies that want to scale from local to national often through franchising or licensing business models. So I'm happy to be here and talk about why women uh, become great candidates in franchising in many instances. All right, well, so let's dive into the first reason. You know, we, we've outlined these six key themes. And the first reason is taking control of their des- destiny, taking control of their life. And, and one of the things we found is this stems from a few different scenarios. One of the scenarios is someone who's worked in corporate and they're feeling like she's feeling stuck. She feels like she's building someone else's baby and doesn't really have that, that freedom to do what she wants within the business because she's subject to the, um, the direction of that employer. You want to talk about that one? Sure. I think that makes you know, a lot of sense. You've, you've been in a corporate world for quite a while and you don't really see where you're growing. You're a visionary. So you might have a pad of paper on your desk and you're writing down cool business ideas and dreaming about being, feeling more empowered by doing things your own way. And that could very much set uh, a woman in motion to start uh, looking for a new opportunity where she can become an entrepreneur and start to create her own uh, her own destiny. Yeah, and another one that I've seen, uh, you know, in, in along the lines of taking control, a lot of us women and mothers have decided to take some time off and stay home with our kids, especially at the younger ages. 
And, and I know a lot of women who are feel fearful because as they get further and further from the work world and become dependent financially on someone else, they're, they're not feeling freedom. They're feeling like what would happen if something happened to my partner, my spouse or something, God forbid, what would I do? So buying a franchise could be a great gateway to feeling like they're more in control because they're starting to build something and, and release dependence on someone else. Yeah, didn't they used to say, oh, she's trying to get back into the workforce? <laughs> you know, and why should we have to feel like that, quite frankly? So I think entrepreneurship through franchising is a great opportunity to set the ground rules for what's going to work for you um, in coming back into uh, a, a money-generating uh, position, if you will. I hate to say it's just a career. It's really about entrepreneurship and and having full ownership in what you're doing and where you can take it and where you can grow. Yeah, and along those lines, this is something that's been fascinating to me as I've, I've learned more about the franchise world through you, Carmen, and taking control. It's not always about just owning one franchise. So when a woman or a man buys a franchise, and, and, you know, she has the ability to take it in any direction that she wants. She might buy more of the same one. She might buy others. She might, I mean, there's so many different opportunities for growth. If you open your mindset and, you know, lift that ceiling of, of possibility and think about what can happen um, or what you can build beyond that. And, and you are in control of that. You, you want to give some examples of, of different directions that, that women have taken um, franchises and businesses? Sure. I, I think that there's a lot of opportunity, and this is one of our other points, talking about building a legacy um, that has to do with, you know, scalability to that you can involve your, your family along the way and kind of parlay the success that you've had in franchising into multiple units or an area developer opportunity uh, or even other franchise models. I mean, that's one of the beauties of franchising. It's pretty cookie cutter. If you're a person that can be coachable and you believe in the system and you can follow the system, uh, chances are that you will achieve success in that business model. And once you understand franchising and the fact that we say to work in franchising, you kind of speak franchising, once you learn that language, it's really er easy to parlay it into other industries um, and or something that's uh, compatible or similar to what you have already and start to build a portfolio um, that, like I said, is going to eventually create a legacy and wealth for you and your family. Portfolio, multi-unit, area developer. For those of you who are not familiar with that, don't worry about it. We're going to address this on some future episodes. We're going to talk a lot about speaking franchising as, as Carmen discusses. Um, described, but but just know that those are some different avenues that you can take for to have upward potential when owning or investing in a franchise. All right, Carmen, let's let's move on to number two: flexibility, work-life balance. You know, we I, I hear this all over the place. Whether you're in franchising, whether you're an, uh, an entrepreneur starting your own thing, whether you're just in the corporate world, but for the purposes of this, this is a huge driver for women who are looking to buy or invest in a franchise. And let's let's dive into it a little bit. Tell me tell me how that applies to franchising. In terms of talking about 
flexibility, you can say, I want to be in control of my schedule, control of my time. Um, you know, starting a new business, any business, including a franchise, is going to be pretty time intensive from the get-go. But what we really talk about when we talk about flexibility of owning a business is it allows you to schedule around your needs. And that's what it's really about. It's not necessarily nine to five. You, you want to be there when your kids need you. You want to be there when, um, when you need to take time for you for self care or whatever else it might be. So we're talking about being able to have a business where you can, uh, have that focus on, on working when you need to work and not working when you, when you don't, when you don't want to basically. Yeah. And, and let's be clear. So if, if you're looking for the idea of work-life balance, meaning less work, it's not that, I, you know, yesterday I listened to a, an episode on the Gary V audio experience with an interview with Ariana Huffington, and she described work-life balance as, she said, there's no work-life balance, there's work-life integration. And that's, I think, the mindset that you have to have, especially with a franchise, uh, with a franchise or, or any business that you're starting and growing on your own. You know, and that said, certain franchises will afford you that flexibility because, you know, you don't have that, you're not stuck in the nine to five necessarily. If you want to go pick up your kids from school at 2.30 so they can make the 3.30 soccer practice, that's what is appealing to so many women. Maybe they just, you know, they want to be able to go to the gym and have their workout at 10 a.m. Meanwhile, they've woken up at 5 a.m. to do other work, you know. Yeah, I think that's a good point. When we talk about, you know, not working when you don't want to, not having to work when you don't want to. You know, I'm not talking about running a business from the beach. You know, you hear some people, I just want to have a business that runs itself. You know, it's going to take a while for it to get there. But, uh, you know, again, you're investing in a system that's going to allow you more flexibility as you follow that system to be able to grow it so that the business can essentially run without you if it's staffed correctly um, and you have your your head around the numbers and everything else, the operations that need to make that business uh, successful. So work-life balance, I like the word integration much better because we really shouldn't have to separate it. It's, you know, one is feeding into the other and we want to feel really good about what we're doing from the time we wake up in the morning till the time we go to bed at night. All right, Carmen, let's move on to number three, legacy. Some of this we covered in number one, control, taking control of destiny in life. And, and then there's, there's, but there's more. Can you tell me, you speak a lot about this destiny thing, and this is something that I hadn't really considered before we started talking about the franchise world a couple of years ago. Tell me more. No, I, I look at it maybe even from a personal level of what it is to create a legacy, even as an entrepreneur with Echo Growth Strategies, what does the future of that look like? And for me, it's actually creating a holding company where I do start to take equity in some of the brands that I support. Also, maybe creating a brand that is my own. And when I think about what that's like for me to get even more immersed in the franchise uh, space by becoming either a franchise or owning a franchise. I think about my family. I think about my daughter who's 11 and her being able to grow up within my business and working in the business and sharing a passion that we have together as that evolves. And so to me, legacy goes beyond just the wealth. It's 
creating a safe place for the members of my family to go on this journey with me and hopefully to continue it uh, further along as we talked about scaling it into other opportunities and becoming a family portfolio of businesses. Carmen, I can already see it. By the way, Carmen's keeping this brand close to the vest, but I can already see it. Your daughter, she grows up, has some children, and one of these days she's going to be telling them, your grandmother, Carmen, she was a trailblazer. (laughs) She's built this business, and look how it's grown, and now look at all the opportunities we have within the family. Is that that right? I I can already see it. Absolutely. Nice work. Okay. Uh, and, and, And by the way, the future within your family, it's not necessarily just that one concept. There's a potential to scale it and build it and grow it and build a portfolio, just like we talked about in, in number one. Yes. Number four, this is huge, passion. Yeah. Don't we all want to have uh, our jobs be a labor of love? We want to feel that joy that when you wake up in the morning, it's not work. You are where you are supposed to be and you're doing what you were meant to be doing. And there's a lot of opportunities as you start to envision what it looks like to own your own business, uh, to just, you know, do a, a document dump on a piece of paper and write out everything that you wish you could do. Maybe it's working with animals every day. You have three big German shepherds and and you envision yourself uh, either working in the pet, pet space or doggy daycare or something like that, pet training. Um, you know, cooking, you love to cook. I remember speaking to a woman looking to buy a restaurant franchise and she was uh, passionate about cooking and that's why she wanted to own the restaurant. And you, you see, you want to be feel fulfilled in the work that you're doing. And so I think that there's definitely opportunity for women in franchising to try to make alignments with what drives them. I have a, another person I talked to. She has an education background and now she's a franchisee for uh, tutoring and, and nanny franchise, which is a really great brand. So there's lots of opportunities to make the connect the dots and really look for what's going to get you excited to get out of bed every morning. Yeah, that's a really good pr- point. I, I see a lot of franchisees who start off and, and their interest peaks in a brand simply because they love it. They're already customers of it. And they're so connected to that that they say, hey, you know what? I want some of these other things like control, flexibility to leave a legacy. And I'm passionate about this brand. So, hmm. Let's connect the dots. Maybe I can start my own. Yeah, we definitely see that a lot in the fitness space. The yoga instructor becomes the the yogi in her own studio. You know, there's Club Pilates, a great example too. You know, you you go to a place that feels like home. You are working out. You're feeling great, and you want to do the same thing for other people. And franchising can many times afford that opportunity. All right, I'm going to go the other direction, and I'm going to I'm going to challenge that. Do you have to be passionate about the brand that you're starting in order to be? Do I use the word successful? Yeah. I'm not supposed to use the word successful, so I'm not going to say that. In order to thrive, isn't it our younger generation coming up? <laughs> the millennials they have their eye on the money, <laughs> so you know, and and I don't want to put it all into stereotypes either. There's many women that own franchises in the auto space. 
um, Dean or Dwyer, Dwyer's group, um, our home service franchises have quite a few women that are doing what we would typically think of a man's job in plumbing or electricity or something else. So painting, there are many opportunities for women to get involved, even if it's not necessarily passion, um, you know, could be uh, bugs or I mean, I could go really deep on what it is, barbecue or uh, another great brand that's just geared around towards auto detailing. And so there's lots of opportunities. Some of them will pique your interest based on the movement in the industry. How fast are they growing? What does the potential really look like? Um, and, and what's your business savvy, you know? I mean, look at everybody that wanted to buy, you know, yogurt franchise. You know, you know and that's a really good point. And sometimes, you know, in so many aspects of life, it's maybe about changing the story. Maybe you don't have to be passionate about the exact um, idea of the brand. So it may not be pets. It might be, you know, a bed bug <laughs> company. Okay. But maybe you're passionate about, <laughs> what's that? Maybe you're passionate about another aspect of it. You're passionate about the people that you're working with every day. You're passionate about the idea you're building something. You're giving jobs. Maybe you're passionate about the fact that part of the marketing involves going to community events on a weekly basis and you get to shake hands and talk to people. And and the brand or the, the product might be just the common thread. I think the most important thing to keep in mind is your why. And what is going to fulfill you as you're looking to invest in a business or start a business? You really have to say, what is your why? Is it to become financially independent in five years? Is it to send my child to to the best college possible, you know, within the next eight years. So you really have to see what, what is your why and, and do a double check as you go through, especially any, even exploring or discovering about new brands. Are they going to get you to your why? And, and passion can be one of that, but I'm sure there's a money component there too. So, uh, don't lose sight on, on really asking yourself why you want to get in the business in the first place. I love it. It's a nice segue into number five, impact. This is, this is huge for so many women. We want to make a difference, most of us anyway. And this can show up in so many different ways. Uh, so, Carmen, why don't you get started with this? Yeah, we hear that a, a lot. I want to be in a purpose-driven business. I want to know that I'm making a difference in the world, in my community, that I'm creating jobs, that I'm nurturing kids and promoting family um, and in really am in the driver's seat to be able to make a conscious decision. Uh, there's lots of companies that have more purpose. They have positioning statements towards purpose. They're giving back. They're generating uh, fundraisers to give back part of the revenues to their local communities. And so I think there's a, a lot of opportunity here to really make uh, a positive impact in our communities through franchising. Oh, yeah. The impact can be felt on so many levels. I mean, let's say you have a, a tutoring franchise as an example. You're helping children. You're helping parents who are challenged and stressed that their kids might not be keeping up. You're providing jobs. You're fueling the economy. <laughs> you know, you might be building a legacy. So the impact, you know, there's really a ripple effect and this is a gateway and an opportunity to, to be a part of that. 
Yeah, I, you know, I can't tell a story about one. It's a, a children's fitness typically thought of. It's called tumbles, typically thought of for tiny tots and, and babies coming out. Um, my daughter's been going to the class for over five years. At the time they were about 10 years old, they were almost too big for the kids' classes. So uh, Scott Horton that owns it, he created a class for her age group. And now it's a teen fitness class that's being rolled out to their entire network. And it's the one class that we can't miss on any given day. Any, any Wednesday, we're always there, all three girls. And he's making a difference in their lives by teaching them to feel empowered and teaching them the importance of fitness. And I think that's a, a great example of how people are able to make a difference in the businesses that they own. I love it. All right. Last but not least, number six. Mitigating entrepreneurial risk. Break that down for me. Yeah. Well, the old adage in franchising is that you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. And, you know, how, how does a franchise system mitigate entrepreneurial risk? Mainly because you're not starting from scratch. And in order for a company to franchise, they've already duplicated their business model with success, hopefully in at least a couple more locations. They might already have franchises that are doing fairly well. And so there can be a level of comfort in knowing that you have some uh, sort of history to bank on uh, that you can too achieve success with that brand and in this business model. So it's it's really great you also business planning is a lot easier uh, when you buy a franchise because you can model it after what they've explained in their franchise disclosure document uh, and you know have more access to numbers and support from anything whether it's picking the best location many franchisors have really dived into uh, what does the demographic look like around their flagship location not just in terms of who are the people coming Coming in, but what are their drive times, and what else are they looking for in that area? So you you'll get a lot of support in the franchise that that will mitigate risks um, from from having a system that you can implement and follow, and most importantly, have support from day one. Yeah, and and that's that's a key thing to round out the episode because I'd like to add that number numbers one through five really are also possible with a non-franchise business. Wouldn't you agree? It's number six that really brings this, you know, brings fran- sets franchises apart. The ability to do this without starting from scratch. Yeah, but I always add to that that the success or failure of a franchise is highly dependent on your ability as an entrepreneur and your ability to follow systems and be open to the coaching from the franchisor. So it's it's not to say that everybody's going to be successful. It really comes down to your ability to uh, to be an entrepreneur, a good entrepreneur, and if not, to, to learn. And I, I think that's, you know, one skill set for sure that we're all pretty open to is is being able to be collaborative and to, to learn the best things. Yeah, to be a willing to learn coachability, following a system, you're off to a good start. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone. I'm just going to do a quick recap of the six reasons why Carmen and I discuss why women often buy franchises. Number one, to feel empowered and take control of their destiny. Number two, flexibility, work-life, shall we say, integration. 
Number three, legacy. Number four, passion, feeling fulfilled. Number five, impact. Make an impact on your community, jobs, kids, family. Number six, to mitigate entrepreneurial risk. All right, is there anything else? No, I think that's great. All right, Carmen, thank you so much for your time today. So valuable as always. Uh, everyone in our audience, I just want to let you know you're going to be hearing a lot more of Carmen. She is such a wealth of knowledge, and we can't have her wait to have her back on the show. We hope you found value in this episode, and if you want to learn more, go to FranchiseRising.com. Until next time, you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for joining us for another fun episode of the Franchise Rising podcast. I hope you found this valuable. If you did, please go ahead and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, wherever your podcast player of choice is. Also, if you have questions, thoughts, feedback, let us know. FranchiseRising.com, drop a note in the chat pane. And finally, you can always find us on social media at Franchise Rising. That's our handle pretty much anywhere. So look for us, send us a message, pass it along. And until next time, have a good one. Thank you.